Hey everyone, welcome back to Sunday Scripture. Today we're talking about the 33rd Sunday in Ordinary Time, which is going to be November 14th, 2021. Uh, today we have readings from the book of Daniel, chapter 12, the letter to the Hebrews, chapter 10, and the Gospel of Mark, chapter 13. So let's go ahead and start with that first reading. Um, all in all, these readings go a very different way than what we've been hearing the last couple of weeks. And we saw the um, the widow's might, the idea uh, yeah, that the widow who gave the two coins gave more than um, you know all of the rich people who gave from their excess. And we have a lot of lessons over the last few weeks, and yet today we have a lot of um, apocalyptic imagery. We have this part of Daniel uh, which fits right in with the book of Revelation, where there's Michael, the archangel, coming, and it's talking about the powers of good and evil being waging war, um, and the way that the saints, the people of God, the people that, that God has chosen get to choose which side they're on um, and they will they can lead others down those paths behind them as well um, it's it's pretty wild if you get a chance to read through it it's uh, it's pretty crazy that and the whole book of Revelation is just very wild wild is a good word um, but there's so much richness going on there in the way that the words were cho chosen um, in the way that uh, Daniel the prophet in this case um, has interpreted what he has seen in God's visions, and that is that justice will prevail, uh, that God will win the war, uh, and it is up to us whether we are on his side or not. So then we jump into Hebrews, where we talk, um, again, a little bit similar to the last couple of weeks, where he, he's, the author is pointing out how um, the high priest and the whole temple sacrifice and the whole system of Jewish rituals and, and practices and worship from this point has just been a foreshadowing of what Jesus has actually done. Um, it's really not something that is complete. It's not the perfect form. It is pointing to what Jesus did. And so he keeps giving these analogies of, um, of ways that Jesus has fulfilled what the, um, the old law and the prophets had said, and in particular the way that the priests would offer sacrifice day after day, and that there would have to be many priests and they would have to um, you know, every single day offer some kind of sacrifice for themselves and for the people. Uh, there were so many steps and there were so many times in which we had to return to the sacrifice in order to begin to atone for that. But the real way that we atone for that, uh, none of that is, is quite good enough. Um, we have Jesus as one sacrifice for us all, which actually atones for our sins and which means that we don't have to do any more sacrifice in terms of sacrificing animals or doing everything, doing it again day after day. Uh, it means that we have this one Savior in Jesus Christ that is bringing us to heaven through his one sacrifice. And then we have from Mark some, very much like Daniel, some very apocalyptic imagery. Jesus is talking about the end times. He's talking about what comes next or really what comes last. Uh, he's talking about how on the day of the resurrection people will rise from their graves, uh, the just and the unjust will be judged, um, and there's, there's so much uh, kind of scary imagery here, but Jesus ends with something different. Uh, well, first of all, he calls, he says, the son of man. And this is a term that we hear a lot in the gospels and maybe pass over. Um, but Jesus says in this, this passage, as well as elsewhere, that he is the son of man. And that at the end of time, the son of man will come in his glory. And that's a term taken directly from the prophet Daniel, not in our first reading, but near that part of the reading. Um, to describe the Messiah. And so Jesus is describing himself further as the Messiah in this case and pointing to the imagery that the prophets have already given, like Daniel and Ezekiel, and saying that their, their visions were correct. He's saying that this is what's going to happen. 
and now let me talk about it as well. Um, and so he talks about how on the last day there will be judgment and God will come in all his glory and the, sa the saints will receive their glory through him. And so again, he, he, he gives this sort of scary, scary imagery, but he follows it up by saying, so learn from the fig tree um, in this case. He says, you know, maybe you don't, but you know, you know when the, um, you know when it's going to be starting, when, when the tree's, tree's going to bloom. You know when the fruit is going to be ripe. You know when, you know, all the ways that this tree is going to work. You can see these signs ahead of time if you have any idea how they work. Um, so you pay attention to them and you, you plan your schedule around when those things are going to be ready. You prepare to pick the fruit when it's going to be the right time based on what you had seen. There are signs, there are signals, there are ways at which you can tell what's going to happen even if you don't know exactly what's going to happen. And Jesus is saying the same thing. Be aware of the times. Be aware of things around you. Be aware of the ways that God has, um, is trying to speak to you, the ways that he's trying to show you what is to come. And in the case of us today, it's not so much that we're waiting for a specific miracle to point us towards uh, that this is the end times. Now, we, this is all the end times. Um, every day for us is, is more or less the end times in that we have no idea when God is going to call each of us individually home. But then also, in, as, a, as a group, I mean, God is going to do this, this thing that he's described. He's going to come in his glory and judge the living and the dead on this final day. And we know that even if it's not today or tomorrow, though it could be, that it is coming. So be prepared. Move back to all those parables that Jesus told in previous weeks where he talks about being prepared, how the day of judgment will come like a thief in the night, how the bridegroom will approach, and if your lamps are not lit, you will be left behind. He's saying that there is a glory and a judgment and a justice and a peace to come, but just be ready for it. Be aware that this is coming. This is going to happen. And this happens, this really gives us two different images. One is that it's going to happen. We need to be ready in the sense of, you know, God is going to judge us. God is going to be there to finally take account of everything that's happened. We're going to have to give account of everything that we've done and said. And that's sort of the scary, like, you need to get your stuff together side of this. But also it's, it's, it's the other side of that as well, in that there is a peace that is going to come. There is a glory that is going to come. No matter how ridiculous the world may be, no matter how much suffering we have to go through, no matter how many awful things we experience, this day is going to come. And as someone who loves justice and seeks mercy and walks humbly with God, you are going to be able to be rewarded on that day. The peace that is going to come on that day will not end. It's going to be everything that you hope for and wish for. So there's a, there's a dual message here in all of these uh, readings where, yes, we need to be ready. And that's something we can ask ourselves is, are, are we ready for God? Maybe not, you know, our death or the end times or whatever it may be, but think about, you know, if, if you were with God right now in a room, if you and Jesus were sitting down in a room, what would be holding you two back from each other? What walls have you put up between the two of you that are going to damage your relationship? What things do you need to get out of the way in that relationship? And then, of course, looking at it in greater terms, are you, are you as ready as you can be for the coming of Christ, the second coming, your own death, all of these things? Be prepared. But then, all, again, all of these have the other side of the coin where it is have hope, have faith, do love, but also have hope. Remember that God is someone who loves you. He created you out of the dust of the earth just so that he could have a relationship with you. 
He died on a cross just so that he could be with you. Have hope that he's going to save you. Have hope that he is going to want your good. Have hope that he's going to work for your good and that he's going to come back no matter how difficult things are in the meantime. And I encourage you throughout this week to not only question you know, where, where am I at with God right now? H how ready am I? But also how willing am I to actually trust in the peace of Christ that is to come? And so all of this I ask you to consider. Uh, please pray for us throughout this next week. Thank you for joining us. I know that we are praying for you as well. Um, have a blessed week, and we'll see you next time with the uh, Christ the King Sunday. We're almost at the end of the liturgical year. So God bless. We'll see you then.